Welcome back to another episode of The Authors Unite Show. Here's your host, Tyler Wagner. All right, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of The Authors Unite Show. Today, I got Sparkles. She is not an author of a book, but she is an author in her own right in a musical way. So welcome to the show, Sparkles. Thank you. Of course. So um, first, let's, we found each other in Miami. So let's start there. How did you end up in South Beach, Miami? Uh, I came a long way. I was traveling to pursue opportunities to work on music and ended up in South Beach kind of by default. I was following some people that I've been working with and, and the opportunities that they had available at the time. And they came to Miami. I had a friend that lived down here who allowed me to crash, you know, for a couple months. And that was my first experience here. Yeah, I love that. I feel like that's how a lot of things like start out when you're like pursuing what you really want to do. You got a friend that'll let you crash. That's nice. Um, That's how it was for me. So, Um, and then why, well, kind of a two-part question. Why music and then what happened before music that led you to music got it so i'll answer those in reverse order okay (laughs) because my first passion was acting since i was very young um i remember being like three and four years old and watching tv and feeling like i should be there like i'm i'm and, and trying to act everything out um my parents are both musicians my mom is a singer and songwriter she's very talented and also plays piano and my father is an incredible guitar player and they met each other while they were touring with their band. Mm-hmm. So that kind of was already in the in the genes. And as I was growing up, my mom was recording an album. My dad was playing on it. So they, so they worked on that together. And I sang in schools and churches and and choirs. And that was just something I loved to do as well. Yeah. Um, when I got into college, I was doing like the film and the and the weekends I was driving to Lexington from Louisville Kentucky every weekend and and doing film and I was trying to get into modeling and I was running and doing school and all this stuff and in the midst of all that I met somebody while promoting a fashion show who was an artist manager and and kind of took a liking to me maybe and yeah. invited me to just kind of come hang out with him and his in his group really sure. um, with some of the musicians and after maybe a month of just hanging out with that crew, um, there was a time when a, a very well-known artist was supposed to come in and feature with them, and she pulled out at the last minute. And they were super bummed about it, like, we bought the session already, we already have the studio reserved. And I just chimed in, like, I can sing. And they kind of laughed, and were like, really, you can sing? And I was like, yeah, no, I can sing. And so I went to the session, and they they gave, played me this track, and they're like, this is the song that, we, that we're going to write to today and we're going to record to and it was kind of like this dancey electronic thing but this is 2008 probably so that's a very different sound than than what it was today and I thought I really like this and I told him I was like no this isn't really my style they're like well this is what we need so either take it or leave it so I went to another room put on some headphones shut the door and 15 minutes later I came out with a song and started recording and laying down harmonies which for me was awesome because I start hearing my voice in the headphones, which the first time you hear that, yeah, it's kind of like a, it's kind of a shock. And then to go in and add layers and harmonies. And I just remember stepping out of the booth and everybody was just looking at me almost with their jaws dropped. Like this was not your first time at the studio. And I was like, yes, it was. That was awesome, right? That was so fun. And they just, oh, they really didn't believe me. But the, the manager at that time was like, we're booking you more studio time. And I love it because something I had just created, I kind of took over their song. I wrote like two verses in the hook and maybe even did a bridge. <laughs> I don't know. They had like one verse that they still owned on that song and the rest of it was my vocals that I wrote. So that was really the moment that I thought, wow, I can create cool you know salt music Vocals, this is yeah, awesome music, like yeah. and i just wrote that in no time at all on the harmony so that was so that was like uh you know getting high for the first time i was like yeah, yeah. <laughs> <do this> again. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> that makes sense so like having your parents kind of both be in music do you kind of feel like part of it was 
uh, meaning like I think most people, even if they want to sing, like it's very nerve wracking, right? So most people don't get past that nervousness. Mm. So do you think like you growing up with that helped or were you nervous like that, that first time or were you more comfortable because you were kind of in that environment as you? I would say I did not have any extra special courage okay. by any yeah. means. And, and honestly, I think that my mom, the singer, is also maybe a little bit on the, the timid side, although she, yeah. although she has a great voice and I've never seen her look shy when she's singing, but I have a much more outgoing personality like my dad does. And so yeah. as a performer, um, now, years later, it's way different than it was then. But even knowing that you can sing, as soon as you start singing for somebody, like right in front of them, especially with or without music, it's a completely different experience and it is nerve wracking. But when you're in the studio, and I remember that particular studio in Louisville, Kentucky. It was in the back of like a, a rim shop, like a nice like like high-end car rims shop. And they had a little studio back there. And so it was a very small little booth with just a little window. So the only person I could even see was mm. the guy at the control panel. Um, so I felt very safe in my little box yeah. with my headphones. And it was kind of like a little comfy area that – and I – you know, I'm reading my lyrics and I felt pretty comfortable. So at that time it was fine. And then once you, once you've heard something, you're like, Oh, I am good enough. Got it. Yeah. Then it's not, you know, it's not the same anymore. So do you get nervous anymore at all? Or you're just like, here we go. Like I, another night. <laughs> yeah, right. I was nervous the other day a little bit when, when we were starting a new gig with all new songs. Oh, the eighties. Yeah. Stuff? Oh, okay. the, yeah. Because um, because there were more elements to my performance than just singing. And yeah. I do still get nervous depending on the situation. But for the most part, I would say I'm pretty comfortable in my environment. And, and a lot of that has to do with being in the same environment a lot and being able to for sure. get through that. If I'm in a new place, on a new stage, in front of new people, it's it can, you know, I'm sure I'll get butterflies again. Or if I know that there's something big on the line, like when you're auditioning for something specifically and people are are judging you and you're singing on purpose to be judged. That's that's yeah. different than like, this is my job. I'm here confidently doing my job. When you're at your job, you do your job confidently. You're not too worried about who's watching you. I get nervous when I see somebody watching me like very intently or, <laughs> yeah. you know, but that I think that's just normal. So generally speaking, I'm not nervous, but there are always moments. Like, okay. Yeah. Have you ever done a... Um... And this is why it's supposed to be authentic. Um, so it's not the Pledge of Allegiance. What do they sing before? The national the, Anthem. That's the one. Yeah. <laughs> I am American. Yeah. <laughs> um, have you ever done that? I have. I okay. actually what got to that do like? that a couple years ago um, in front of like 5,000 people. And that was the first oh. time I had ever done it. Biggest crowd? It was Five my biggest crowd. Okay. Yeah. So that was interesting. It was the final it was a championship game finals for a beach volleyball tournament that was held in Fort Lauderdale that I'd actually worked on the production side, like the event production side. And I said, Oh, we need somebody to sing the national anthem. And I had mm -hmm. just recorded a demo of it. I was like, me. <laughs> yeah. So they listened to the demo. They're like, yeah, you can do it. Uh, and so that was, that was that. I have some cool video of it up on YouTube. And nice. Yeah. That was my first okay. time doing that. So, but, yeah. it, but it went well, it was good. For I did sure. it in a key that was good for me. And, Beautiful. I was proud of that. Yeah, I was just I was gonna say if you haven't, you'd be good for it. Yeah. Probably, so um so now with like save somebody else, because I kind of picked up on one thing is that it, it seems to me relationships were kind of a big part to how you got to where you are now. Mm. Um mean you know, you got a place to crash at. Right. You met somebody who, you know, maybe took a little bit of a liking towards you, sure. but um, you know, he what he had a group of friends that mm -hmm. were in music. So um, if somebody wanted to start in music, where, where would you say they, uh, get started? Mm, that's a good question. I would certainly look for the people who are already having a good time doing music. So mm -hmm. it's one thing to know people who are working on it and kind of struggling along, but there's a whole different vibe with people who are like jamming and having a great time making music without a whole lot of pressure and there's always a there's always a bit of work involved if you want to be able to excel and, and go through the ranks of different levels of success in that career but for instance there's a really cool bar called lanyap 
down in Miami. Oh, okay. Have you heard of it? No. It's a beer and wine bar. They okay. have like meat and cheese platters and like an interesting little Sounds menu. Cool. They have a huge patio, but inside they have a very small, uh, intimate, eclectic furniture living room kind of thing where they have an original band every night of the week. And, and people just come and sit in and those chairs are always full and they just sit in and just enjoy these musicians. They go on break. They're easy to talk to. You can just like hang out. You can easily go up to musicians and be like, hey, that was really great. If you're genuinely interested, then you're going to have something to say other than great job. Like, wow, where'd you learn to play keys like that? Or man, the way yeah. you're rocking that bass or those songs, <laughs> whatever. Yeah. If you're genuinely interested, it shouldn't be that hard to start a conversation because um, musicians like that are not particularly, uh, generally speaking, they're not like really cocky or hard to, I mean, they're hanging yeah. out there. I don't know how much you're getting paid, but they're like hanging out at a cool bar, like playing songs because yeah, so they love in the it. Right direction. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. they're just cool people. So um, also churches okay, yeah. have excellent musicians. So if you, if you are part, like going to church, I would say reach out to the people in your church who are playing because yeah. if you're looking to get in, at any level, certainly, like, they're going to be, if you're, like, part of the church family, you know, they're going to be, like, willing to at least maybe connect you or get, yeah. give you a little bit of guidance. You'd be like, yeah, you know, check this out. Um, other other things, if you're looking to really invest in yourself, then you're probably getting lessons somewhere or you're, you know, attending a course. You're going to meet people along those lines as well that are just like you that are either your peers or that are going to be professors or teachers mentors um so that's great there's a huge community online of obviously on every platform um you know singers and, and yeah musicians and it's all probably that like facebook stuff. groups and stuff yeah too. i mean like ma there's like massive amounts of people just out there doing their thing so no, so yeah well and then you can connect with the people so yeah on different levels so and i'm just i'm curious if you looked into it at all obviously you ended up in miami but it would seem to me that like la or something like mm -hmm. that for what you're looking to do yeah. there would maybe be more opportunity there although i feel like the world's so connected now that in all honesty as long as you have the internet you don't doesn't yeah. matter where you are yeah um, there's there i can agree with both of those statements and to rewind I lived in Miami the first time for maybe three or four months yeah, and then moved back to Louisville, Kentucky for a year and attended school, university for a little bit longer and kind of got my, my bearings again. I have been traveling and yeah. kind of out here living a dream, you know, trying to pursue my, my passion and needed to like resettle and then had another opportunity um, to, to record it and, and was offered a contract, at which point I moved back to Miami on purpose to fulfill uh, that contract with some of the producers I met here. So my original goal was to just come here for a year, satisfy that, that particular contract by yeah. creating an album with the producers I had met here, and then move on to LA with the finished product. Oh, the plan okay. did not go according to you know what what we planned. Unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately, yeah, people don't always fulfill their end. I ended up having to yeah. get out of that contract. It took longer than the contract was supposed to be. Anyway, it was it was kind yeah. of a pain. And then, and then you know I was living in Miami. It's like a it's a grind city. If you're <laughs> if you know how to work hard and you're willing to grind, like you'll do fine. But yeah. Otherwise, you're either going to get sucked into a black hole. You're yeah. going to have a crappy studio apartment or a roommate that you're not really interested in having. Or, you know, I don't know. There's like a lot of things that could go wrong. But I'm a hard worker. <laughs> yeah. So I worked two jobs for a couple years. And between bartending and admin stuff and, and getting into um, special events production and, and uh, creating, you know, opportunities for other musicians and artists to showcase their work. I realized that I needed to get focused on the music again. And the best way for me to do that would be to take control of the situation. So I, I learned enough material on piano to accompany myself for three hours. Oh, okay. Gotcha. So I learned three hours of music, just starting with like Google, easy songs to play on piano, like easy mm -hmm. pop songs to learn. Cause there's so many that have like the same four chords, you know? So I started there and got like 10, 15 songs. And then I focused and just really hard for a month. I was practicing a bunch of different songs until I finally had a list of 30 songs. I'm like, I could stretch this. So like, yeah. you know, because three hours of music, there's breaks, you know, you take 15, for sure. 20 minute breaks. So, yeah, that's a lot. So like 30 songs is pretty much good. You can, <laughs> if you can stretch them, you know, yeah. so 
so at that point, I I just kind of put myself out. There wasn't other people like, hey, I can do this now. I can do that. And I thought I'll replace my second bartending job yeah. with a singing gig. I'm sure I'll make as much money, you know, singing for three hours as I will in this eight hour shift because Miami yeah. became so has become so saturated with bars and, and clubs. It's, yeah. They're just not making the same money. Everybody wants to go make like three, 400 bucks on a night bartending. And that's just, is that only not, that's a, not happening no, anymore? No. Oh, okay. I, and especially I was living in Fort Lauderdale at the time and I had one bar job in Fort Lauderdale and one in Miami and neither one of them were consistently bringing more than 200. Oh, wow. Pounds. I got to so, stop. I've been lying to people that because a bunch of my friends want to move like out here. Yeah, and I'm like, start there. I'm telling you, <laughs> oh, there are some places you have to, you have to get in there. There are some clubs, for instance, that will always do well. Yeah. Um, and those, those positions are... You know, yeah, it's very hard. I mean, some of those people have been there for years, exactly. For sure. But there's like this whole flaky thing in South Florida where people want to go make money. They they get a job here. Two three weeks later, they're like, I'm not making enough money here. I'm gonna go over there and make more money. And then a yeah. month or two later, they're making it over there. So they're oh, always yeah. just hopping around. And more and more bars are opening. So that's more yeah. and more competition for your guests. So um, you know that's so that's what that was. So I was I was really looking forward to getting out of one of those bar jobs and getting into doing something that I loved. And yeah. shortly after I was prepared to take on that gig, somebody called me and said, "Hey, this, you know, this restaurant's looking for a singer for every weekend. Would you be interested?" And I went and auditioned as a solo act. And the owner was like, "I, I like you." He was like, "But I want you to get your own like piano player so you can stand and maybe even walk around and like yep. you know, sing to our guests." Yeah. I'm like, all right, fine. So I called the guy, and his name is Judd, and um, we had written a couple songs together, and he still plays with me today. And That's awesome. That was three years ago, so we were yeah. every weekend for three years. It's amazing. Yeah. Okay, so um, I want to go back to when you were three to four months here, mm -hmm. and then you had to get your groundings again yeah. in Kentucky. Yeah. So it's Because it seems to me like things were actually kind of going in the direction you wanted the three to four months, like – but then you kind of felt like this isn't real or something. Like, I can't believe this is working or what, well, or you tell me like what happened. Yeah. So honestly, I had followed, like I said, another artist and, yeah. and his manager, who was the one who had originally found me and helped me get these different situations. I was kind of following them around yeah. to, to piggyback on some opportunities to just be there. If something came up, they need a vocalist, they need a songwriter and take advantage of whatever opportunities I could. And many times that worked out well for me. And I was able to record several songs in that season that, you know, I can say that I'm proud of, Yeah. you know, and that, that were great stepping stones for me. Uh, but I will say that during that time here, just like Miami does to a lot yeah. of people, um, and without going into too much detail, they or the other artists like just really didn't have their focused hat on. And so kind oh, of that just was like that let their problems get in the way. And then I didn't really have anybody down here. Okay. That was the contract thing though. Is that what you're no, talking about? No, that, oh, okay. that, that was, was way before. Yeah. Oh, okay. So That's this was the first three, four okay, months when I was again. here. Just yeah, yeah. kind of following around whatever opportunities there were. I see. Okay. So I did okay here. I, I ended up working at Mansion, which is a club that used to be open. I was doing bottle service there. And, yep. you know, kind of was in a workout routine and stuff, but my, yeah. <laughs> but my opportunities to, to write and sing and record were starting to dwindle yeah. just because I didn't know anybody here and the other artists pretty much like left and never came back. So I, I was see. like, all right, okay. let me go home and, you know, school is always willing to take your money, not to mention Absolutely. if you're willing to, you know, sign your life away, then you can even borrow money. So I went school home. School is and, a business. School's <laughs> <laughs> totally a business. <laughs> So yeah, I went home, signed up for the loan, got some cash, crashed with my mom for a few months, um, you know, went through some some personal stuff and and got back in school and stayed focused on music. Always had the intention of of I even changed some of my studies. I started taking like history of music classes. I started using the practice rooms and, yeah. and doing vocal exercises and 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 recording covers at home in local studio just to to try and get some different videos out i never really felt comfortable doing that doing the whole covers on youtube thing i don't know it felt very unnatural okay. to me at the time mm -hmm. now i don't see anything wrong with it because i'm seeing covers every night so it would be a little different but at, at the time i just felt really weird about it for some reason okay so i so i didn't do a there's not a whole lot from that time period I see. <laughs> you know, yeah, but, yeah. But yeah um, 
So then if you can just keep closer. Oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> just because I know how these work. So then anytime that you've actually, like w- while performing, have you ever had like a big mess up or anything like that? Where you oh, like, I mean, I mess up all the time. Well, I mean, one that's noticeable. Yeah, for sure. Like what? Tell me. Um, I would say even, I mean, often I'll mess up words. Yeah. Um, not very often, but considering how much I think it's, you know, yeah. a couple times. Well, yeah, probably you're, yeah, words, yeah, you're bound to miss it. Um, there have been in the last couple of years, at least two times that I just like choked. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> That's I just choke. And then I'm just like, have to put the mic down and just like turn my head and cough and cough and cough until like it gets oh. out. Like, oh, you choked no, like, literally. quite up like choked. Like, oh, I thought you meant like you like and like coughing be, be and can't sing the choked. song. No. Oh yeah, <laughs> like Eminem. Yeah, like the other day he's I, choking. Were you there? Were you no. there when I broke into that song the other day? No, I don't think so. What? An Eminem song? Yeah, I just started. I would have freaked out. If yeah. So. What was it? His palms are sweaty, knees weak, arms are heavy. There's vomit <laughs> on the sweater already. Mom's spaghetti. He's nervous. I did, I went in for like 45 seconds. The whole restaurant was, was like there. turning heads. I was like. Ah, maybe another time. That, <laughs> was, was that, that maybe a Saturday. It was probably Saturday. Man, that was been cool. It was fun. Okay, so so it's but uh, so and the reason happened, I wanted yeah. to ask that is because like <laughs> even though you've been doing it like ten years, or I've something. hit a really bad note once or twice before too, and all I can do is just laugh about it and just yeah. keep singing. Mm-hmm. Like I remember one time just, and this has been over two years ago. The last, the probably the only time that I remember just hitting like a really awful note. And I just looked over at Judd, and his eyes were like yeah. wide, wide oh, yeah. open. He was like, "Oh boy, what was that?" And yeah. I was like, ah. <laughs> just keep playing. Come on, Judd. Oh man, that's good. It's like it didn't happen. No, that's awesome that you two can. Uh, I feel like that's like a good time that you two connect on it, and like you're like nobody else. Knows. Yeah, you know he plays wrong notes here and there, and. uh and you know i'm not supposed to look at him but i do yeah <laughs> just like what, what was that <laughs> no we just we just have a good time it's a pretty low-key environment so it's not a lot of pressure to like yeah nail it perfectly every time although it is it's excellent like paid practice you know and i feel oh, and i 100%. have used it a thousand percent to to sharpen my skills as a performer and i'm constantly visualizing much larger performances and and uh, more affluent cl- crowds in those seats and you know interacting with people with mm-hmm. the future in mind and and how you know just visualizing that for sure that growth so i think that's helped me to okay let's talk about well. that yeah so are, are you like spiritual Wow, I don't even know how that is talking about that <laughs> well no the visualization say, <laughs> oh meaning like and uh, and and that's like a loaded question. Yeah, but no, meaning, I think we're all spiritual beings for like, sure, generally. Uh-huh. So, yes, I'm spiritual. Um, but how are you? I mean, are you doing any sort of practices daily? Like, do you do like journaling or like how are you um, visualizing to get to that like next step? So, quite literally, when I'm singing in yeah. the room, I'm oh, imagining okay. that it's a stadium. Oh, okay, got it. Or I'm imagining that it's like the Fillmore and that there's like a balcony and I'm looking up or, you know, or I'm imagining that this is like an award ceremony that I'm singing for and people are wearing like gorgeous gowns and they're, you know, and I'm singing something that's really moving them and I own the song in that moment. So when I'm visualizing that, that's cool. Maybe there is a spiritual aspect to that, but but that's actually what I'm doing. Okay, literally in the moment. So right? yeah, it doesn't really matter what I'm seeing with my eyes. Like I'm treating it as as what I'm imagining. Got it. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then what is like the overall goal? Like what what's your like ideal destination with this? I would like it just to be like a continual growth. I have okay. several, you know, check boxes that like to tick off in my lifetime. Yeah. I, as far as like levels of success and awards. I mean. I could sit there and try to put numbers on things. I want to win a dozen Grammys or I want to have, you know, I want to have 10 million followers. I want to hit billboard number one. I want to be on billboard number one for 52 weeks. You know, I could sit there and do all that all day. But ultimately I think that what I want is for my music to be heard. Don't care who sings it and to be felt and to be impactful. And I want to be able to use 
my gifts as a writer, as a as an entertainer, as a friend, as a person yeah. to to do good in the world, to encourage and inspire people, to maybe to help heal people or to or to allow them to kind of break out of whatever funk they're in if I have a song that's encouraging or makes them want to dance or or even just because they know who I am and see my story or what I'm doing. That's something like again, just inspiring people to to do what's what's right for them. And yeah, I, yeah, I just want to get the most out of life and I want to give the most from my life. Cool. I think you're already there. You Thank did you. that for me with Tiny Dancer. Thank you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The way you say it. I Thank you. Love you, Elton, but I like the way she, you, you wrote it. But. <laughs> um, got it. Okay. And then uh, I wanted to also talk about like health with you a little bit yeah. because um, I know this morning, literally, you did an interesting workout. So I want to talk about that yeah. because I think it's awesome. Yeah. So like... Um, you want to get the most out of life and give the most. So to be able to do that, you need a lot of energy. Yeah. So how do you have so much energy? Like, I, what do you do? Nutrition, what, workout, yeah. what's the plan? So I'm not the most consistent person at anything. Okay. Like even you asked about journaling earlier. I yeah. love journaling. I think it's amazing. And I sometimes am consistent with it. But same with the exercise and with uh, nutrition. Generally speaking, I try to be aware and try to be active. but but I'm not always, yeah, I'm not a Nazi. And I try to do the, <laughs> I try to do the keto yeah. diet. Oh yeah. The keto yeah. Stuff. Fail. I yeah. for like three weeks, <laughs> I would like to look back and say I did a really good job, but yeah. the truth is I would do really well for most of two days and then like cheat at the end. And then I would like binge at the end of the third day and have a yeah. huge chocolate drawer at home that for months and months has been full of chocolates and I'll like have a little piece after dinner or something and I'm good. Mm. I have all these different thing chocolates that I can try, whatever I'm in the mood for. But on this diet, at the end of the day, I was like eating an entire chocolate bar. And cookies. And, <laughs> and cookies. And yeah. And and the thing with the keto, it's like as soon as you treat yourself and cheat on like the carbs, then yep. you have the cravings for more. So so then I'm like, okay, two days in, I've cheated. Like, all right, let me get a couple couple days like really good again. And I keep track of what I'm eating. So I just decided yesterday that keto is not for me. For sure. Want, because I really love like fruits and vegetables and grains and the stuff I like to eat. So yeah. I I prefer I really like tracking what I'm eating and my okay. workouts. I use the MyFitnessPal app from oh, okay. Under Armour, which syncs with my phone and probably other things. It's it's pretty awesome. Uh, and that allows me to just keep an eye on what I'm eating and make better choices by the end of the day. If I see that like I'm already 200 calories over the normal intake, I'm not going to beat myself up over it, but I'm probably also not going to have a thousand calorie burger. Mm -hmm. that, that I'm going to have to run off in the morning. Like last night, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like last night when I ate a massive bag of trail mix that I ate like eight servings worth after I looked at it, I was like, geez. So I put it in the app and it, I was over a thousand calories for the day. Oh, so wow. this morning I was like, okay, thousand calories. We're going to have a thousand calorie workout this morning. So I ran from my apartment all the way around South beach to the beach which was only about two and a half miles. And then my chiropractor told me that I shouldn't run more than 5k at a time because of my hips that were giving me trouble. So oh, I okay. stopped. So I was like, all right, I'm not going to go past three miles. I'm going to switch to dancing. So I turned on my eighties music and mm. I told my phone that I was starting a dance workout. And I just danced all the way down the beach from South point to 21st street, which is that's over awesome. 21 blocks yeah and yeah. it was like six o'clock in the morning so the few joggers that were out there probably thought it was nuts <laughs> yeah that's just what I was left thinking. the club or like, you know whatever a few a few people gave me thumbs up and were like yeah which was yeah. good because honestly it felt amazing and as the sun's coming up and i'm like dancing to whitney houston it was kind of epic i kind of For sure thought it was like a scene in a movie so yeah no, that's what I, was, I would. Which apparently is my whole passion from the beginning of life. Just yeah, live my life as if I'm part of a movie or something. Yeah. So, what's it feel like if you were to explain the feeling? What's it feel like to get like lost in like singing or a performance, like while you're doing it? Can hmm. you explain the feeling? Deep. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm trying to I'm recalling that moment. For sure. You have to understand a lot of the 
experiences that I've had are at very humble settings. Yep. We're talking about a restaurant for or sure. like a small bar. Like there hasn't been really a whole lot of glory in anything I've done up to this point. Yeah. There have been times when in my own living room, I've gone into a recording quote unquote session, just basically recording a freestyle yeah. and freestyled an entire song and then hit stop and just been like, oh my God, and gone back and played the whole song. And I'm like, this is incredible and beautiful and meaningful and deep. And I'm like, this is awesome. Yeah. So in that moment, it feels like I'm just channeling my spirit. It feels like my, it feels like my most pure consciousness is just coming out unfiltered, unhindered, unjudged, unashamed. And it's, it's very powerful. And it's very powerful for me to go back and listen to it again. So that I think even going back to my original story about recording, yeah. that is really what is the most beautiful thing about the whole songwriting and singing and creation experience is that you can record a moment of inspiration or thought or, or sound and then just go back and replay it and just experience the power over and over and over again. Got it. Okay. And have you ever, do you have any story of like a fan or something that was like, yo, sparkles, like you changed my <laughs> life or something like that? I've had a few people tell me, you know, the different songs really affected them one way or another, they, that they really, cool. you know, love the song um, for different reasons. And it's, and it's different songs and different people di completely different reasons i have a song called m.i.a in miami that yep, one of my friends one. is like that is always going to be my favorite song because it just goes through like the whole it because she shared the experience that i sang about in the song and so it brings back all of the experience that she remembered so fondly so yeah um so yeah, and then and then there are a few other ones that are most of my music honestly hasn't been heard. Like I don't even know how I have as many. Yeah. Not that I have a whole lot of fans, but it's kind of surprising that I have as many as I do. And I think it's more just because yeah. of of who I am that people are just like, I'll subscribe to you. Like you seem like you care. Like you're yeah. you're doing this. Like you obviously don't suck at it because you're still doing it. So eventually you're gonna put something out and I'll hear it, right? Cool. Yeah. But I, I do have a lot of songs that nobody's really heard before, besides just a couple handful, couple of, yeah. you know, few people. So I'm actually looking forward to the day when people really do get into my music and, yeah. and find those pieces of work that speak to them. So like, what are you, what are you waiting for to release? That's a good it. question. Wow. Here we go. <laughs> now we're see, now we're getting into <laughs> That's a good it. Question get into it i've always felt that thing that songs were incomplete mm -hmm. or subpar okay and now with soundcloud honestly that shouldn't matter and i've yeah. told myself multiple times and i've told other people what i plan to do and still haven't done yet but, but yeah promise that I will do it very soon, which is just to put, even if only on SoundCloud and or maybe YouTube where, where there's so much user generated content appropriately. So yeah. just put a bunch of music out, maybe just like every few days, like, Oh, here's this one from way back when this one from way back when, because what I never wanted to do was put out under my name, my artist name, anything that was really not at the level to which I aspire to be. That makes sense. Okay. So I don't want to have this song from 10 years ago on iTunes or Spotify without at least knowing that people are going to love it and they think I'm crazy that I never wanted to put it out. But you don't know that until you do that. So yeah. I still have... I still have a little ways to go before I have more songs ready to go out on onto the major platforms. Last yeah. Christmas actually was the first time that I did distribute a song like across oh. all all platforms and it's called xmas this year and it was a christmas song in jest okay so it's kind of funny yeah i don't even know how long i'm going to keep it up there it's it's kind of like an alternative beachy christmas song it's just funny and, and not really indicative of my direction as an artist it's just a holiday song but yeah but people liked it um so you know that 
So that was kind of just like testing the waters for me. And, yeah. and I think I thought that in the last year I would have, I would have done a better job at releasing songs more consistently, finishing some songs. But as a solo independent artist, it's hard sometimes, often, usually. It's very hard to get a song from conception to complete production and then pass like a mix and master phase. And then you need to get all the artwork and just all the steps that a label does for an artist that's signed to them you know, that you need to consider. And I am a very, have an executive functioning half of my brain that works very well. I'm not mm -hmm. all artists or all business. I'm very much half, yeah, yeah. half. So, so I feel like it's taking me a little bit longer to complete that whole circle. One, because it does, because I will be very choosy about my team, but two, because I have to wrap my whole head around it and kind of do everything first. Yeah. And I'm okay with that. Like, I don't think that there's any amount of time that it needed to be done in or that I'm getting too old or anything like sure. that. I think my work is going to speak for itself. And I love and, it. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. I think it's interesting because like, um, we were talking about Gary Vee earlier, like mm -hmm. his advice would be to, you know, just put, just put as out. much as you can out and yeah. then get feedback. Yeah. And at the same time, I mean, if you can take it down, then I guess, but at the same time, yeah. people could also take it up to you. So it could sure. still be out there sure. without you wanting it to be. Sure. And um, I guess in that instance, I just shouldn't put anything up that I would just die if anybody heard it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> well, and also, I mean, look, if you, if you don't love it, yeah. then maybe, you know, you shouldn't put it but up. What, right? is, what do they say? Like, any but, press is good for it. Like, if somebody rips it, puts true. it on YouTube, well, that's and it's debate, getting right? spins, yeah. whether it's because people love it or hate it, like, I yeah. get paid either way, so. Yeah, true. <laughs> I know. I guess, like, the most hated song would actually make that person that, a a lot of money. <laughs> I never like, what about are that. you waiting for? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I get what you mean. Though, while we're talking, it's... I'm just going to upload one to SoundCloud right <laughs> yeah. now. No, but it makes sense because it's kind of like, um, oh, uh, really? You want to take up no, there? No, 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 that would actually be sick. <laughs> <laughs> <Mom, I'm laughs> no, we're talking to moms on here. <laughs> um, no, but that's really interesting because it's, it's kind of like if you think about. I don't know, for some reason, Lady Gaga, maybe because you sang that song the other night, she's in my head. So, like, um, and I'm sure there's Lady Gaga songs that I don't like. Sure. I, actually, I never really was into her before that movie came out. Okay. But either way, I, I kind of like the thought of, like, a, a, the leg a legend of, like, an artistry. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I guess they don't have, like, really bad songs that are out or something, I suppose. Sure. But I'm sure they go, like, any record that you get, like, I remember this. I used to be into rap when I was younger, Eminem, yeah. a lot. Yeah. 20 songs on that. There was usually only like six or seven that I was sure. like, yes, yeah. these are the best. You skip through the other ones. Yeah. And then all the other ones to me, I was like, and that this didn't is make corny. you like him any less. Yeah. Okay. That's, yep. That's where we're getting at. Okay, so it didn't make me, I he's still my favorite mm -hmm. rapper. Yeah. And even though, um, you know, his latest stuff too, and everybody says this about him, but like, I do like his older stuff better yeah. than his new stuff. Okay, um, but he keeps putting stuff out and I actually respect that he keeps doing it. Yeah. I don't know how old he is. It almost doesn't matter, no. but it's just like, he keeps doing it and that's fine. And on his latest album, maybe I like three instead of seven songs, but sure. at least I like three and I played those three so many is times. He, is he rapping about different things now? I think he, he, I feel like he's gotten just cornier and cornier, but oh, I see, oh. I like corny, but when I'm trying to like work out to something like yeah. it's, um, the corny doesn't get me like he motivated because I'll just start laughing in front of my shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I did some like hardcore, like his old stuff was, and maybe that's not good to like, it was kind of vulgar almost, but it got me pumped up. Yeah. Bit, so. Yeah. The people going for sure. <laughs> yeah. So, so that's, I feel like we maybe came to a realization there and I'm not saying you do whatever you want. It's your music, but um, you know, even it only takes one, one hit right. I feel. Mm -hmm. And then people are like, yo, yeah, she's good. Hey, you know? She's really good. And then, follow her. Yeah. So yeah, just thought. Yeah. Um, now we were talking about this the other night, present moment. Mm -hmm. How do you stay in the present moment? A lot of people struggle with that. Yeah. So how do you do that? I am for it's been a journey for me the last couple of years to to find myself and that's like a constant thing because we're always evolving but to find out what really makes me feel fulfilled and makes me feel healthy and peaceful and happy and mm. and strong and effective and all these little you know there's so many things so 
I have taken a lot of steps and spent a lot of time and trial and error doing things, working on new habits and, and trying things to help me with that. So I feel like I've pretty much figured it out, which Right. Yeah, for oh. myself. Yeah. <laughs> okay, for yourself. So I mean, I can't tell anybody else what's what's good. And what maybe, is the <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you my secret for this season because that's another thing. Like the okay. seasons are always changing, right? So yeah. as as my workload changes or my scenery changes or people around me change, all of these things could change. But for the most part, I like to take care of myself first mm. in in the way of like making sure I'm getting enough rest and that when I wake up that I feel very, well, I naturally, thankfully wake up feeling pretty grateful and like I have joy in the morning, which, and, yeah. and peace. Like it's very rare that I will wake up anxious or in a bad mood or, or anything like that. Um, and so that's good. But I realized that I, in order to keep that up, I need to be, taking care of my body. I need to be active. I need to eat good things. I need to not drink too much. I certainly don't need to, you know, smoke or, or yeah. do things that are like harmful to my body or that make me feel less after than they did before. Um, I am very careful about the people that I spend time with and the, mm -hmm. and the people that I'm constantly communicating with. So just to make sure that the people around me are encouraging, they care about me and they're not toxic or like bringing a bunch of drama into my life. Not to say that I wouldn't be there to support them and whatever's going on, but but we all are kind of on like the good vibes, you mm -hmm. know, um, intentions and, and, and trying to speak life into our situations and, and seek answers and solutions rather than focusing on what's not working or complaining. Or, um, and so we talk about our goals and stuff like that. I also have to be very um what's the word responsible with like my spending and 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 being just accountable for the things that I have and how I'm using them like even even the tools that I have and the investments I've made like if if I buy this great piece of equipment and it's just sitting over there unused yeah. like time management was huge for me and just making sure that my time is, is going toward what I want to get better at, what I need to do to be well. And then, and then a little bit of time I obviously spend with my friends and family and, and I try to give time here and there to like, as to serve others when it makes sense. But, um, yeah, but yeah, so time management, health and fitness, the people around me. Um, and then of course there's like the whole part of, work that maybe you don't necessarily want to do but you have to do as a means yeah. for a certain amount of time and and i've been very fortunate to have learned how to navigate that in a way and maybe it's because this is miami and it's kind of a special place like i said if you if you're willing to grind and hustle here you can almost make your own rules yeah like you just have to you just have to at least play by your own rules like you have to work yeah, hard sure. and you have to be effective and you have to bring value to situations and and to people and in exchange Definitely. for that you can really kind of work on your own terms Absolutely. so the what i'm realizing right now is the better care i take of myself and the more i work on my own terms the more effective i am on in my work that i'm doing with and for others yeah. so I'm becoming more valuable by focusing more on what I need to be that. So yeah, yeah, it's real, which makes me so happy. Like every day for the last couple of months, I've just been like a little bit happier than the day before. That's good. <laughs> and I'm waking up super early now and working out and eating and experimenting with the whole, you know, nutrition thing. Fortunately, I'm not. I don't have any health issues where, you know, um, yeah. I have to adhere to some kind of a strict diet, and I'm active enough that I can be forgiven for eating a whole chocolate cake if I choose to do so but for sure yeah, yeah there's a, there's a quote have you heard the one where it's like you're the average of the five people you spend the most time oh with? yeah you know? I've heard something like that really common mm -hmm. one I think it's pretty true I don't think sure. it's all the way true but yeah. I think it's like pretty accurate you know that's interesting um, I would say I'm a, I'm a I fly pretty solo generally speaking yeah. in my in my past I 
I've gotten into serious relationships mm-hmm. rather quickly and kind of just get wrapped up in my partner and like share my life pretty much very closely with that person. And I'll have like a couple girlfriends here and there who check on me. I'm not the type to pick up the phone and call people, family, friends, really anybody. I don't know why that is. Okay. And I try to get better <laughs> about it. I have a, I have a few people. I try to call my mom now, you know, and like just check in every now and then. And my, my brother and a couple other friends that I, that I check in on or whatever. But, um, so when you say that, I'm like, who are my five people? Well, I'm sure you have them. I can, I'm sure I have them. Yeah, no, but I think that if that you saying that I'm going to take that from here and be a little bit more intentional about, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and I think because I know that that's true. Sense because mm-hmm. you you were kind of talking about uh, like avoiding the drama and stuff. Yeah. And with the presence, what was interesting too is I think um, sometimes it's not trying to do something, but it's avoiding the things that take you out of presence. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, meaning like there's a lot of th- like if you overspend, you drink too much. Like there's a lot of things that can put anxiety in your exactly. life, which will then. I'll automatically you're not going to be able to get into presence right. and pre- and actually thinking about it presence isn't even really something you get in get yeah. is like the wrong word it's yeah like, it's like already there yeah you're there whether you yeah. notice it or not yeah, yeah. Like, like where's your head though like you're present. Where's your brain yeah what are you thinking about right now yeah yeah so actually meditation was a big part of my was a big part oh, yeah, of my still, journey a couple years show ago. You one, yeah. Oh yeah. Alan Watts. Yep. Alan Watts. I think okay. we talked. Have you ever heard of him? I don't think so. Oh my goodness gracious. Okay. Do you have like a famous voice? Oh, like, talks yeah. you through the meditation. It's like this like British like. I might have heard him. I think I went through some of like the intro video. I I pretty quickly got onto meditation and being able to just get right into like a good place and mm. and that's part of my nightly. I like have my posture that I like to lay in when I kind of just yeah. melt into my bed and I go straight Knocks to sleep, you. but yep. I give Knocks it a couple minutes of like, you know, whatever, but so, it's really nice to meditate. I've had a couple of really awesome experiences, like just yeah. by purposely being very still. Yep. I will, I'll send you this one. I think cool. you like it. Um, so, um, another thing, I just feel like it might be similar. You, you seem kind of like maybe extremist a little bit. Mm. And what I mean, but that, I'm noticing it because that's how I am. So meaning like, um, there's a couple of things you said where I picked up on it. So, and you can tell me if I'm wrong, just be like, you're wrong. But um, so like keto, right? Like, because I think that's uh, when I tried to do it, I, I did a little longer, but then it was like, once I messed up once and I was like, fuck it. And I just ate everything. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, that's how I am with things. Like if I, I'm actually a very routine person, yeah. but once I get knocked off the routine, then I'm like off for like, mm-hmm. a month. and I've gotten the older I get or more, get uh, whatever the words. Yeah. I've gotten better. I'm like, dude, you don't need to take the whole month off because you mm-hmm. missed one thing. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, it's fine. Um, I can relate with or, that to yeah. an extent. I will say that in this particular, specifically the keto diet, I was okay to cheat a little bit here and there. I'm like, oh, I went over 10 carbs today. It didn't ruin anything. I'm just going to yeah. work, you know, whatever. Just push through, whatever. But yeah, it's, I think after a certain point, there is a time where you're like, trains are already off the tracks, y'all. Like, yeah. just <laughs> ride it out. Yeah. We're going to figure it out in the morning. But yeah, the sooner that you can get back onto on track when you mess up something, the better. Okay. Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, and it's not easy, but you, I, I've learned to, I'm a very forgiving person and yeah. I've learned to be forgiving with myself as well. Definitely. So, go. I mean, I, cause I, I was very extremist, if you will, with my daily journal. A couple oh, years okay. ago. Yeah. I haven't been consistent with it the last few months, but I will say total life transformation happened when I was very consistent with that journal because it helped me to be very in control of my time management and and checking off those those little core things that I knew I wanted to do every day and yeah. that I needed to do every day. And maybe now the reason I don't use it as much is because I kind of don't need to write that down i just know what i need to do yeah um and then i have my calendar it's still good though and i still like to journal for different reasons and and in different ways um but but yeah it would be bad like if i missed a day i would actually go back the next day and fill out all of yesterday that's how i yep 
I can relate. <laughs> because I was like, or I would just be done for a while. And just be exactly. Like, and I'm like, I yeah. just need a whole new book now. Yeah. But, not, <laughs> but I, the daily journals that I had, they didn't have the date on them. So you could just pick up any time. So even, Did even you by the second the one, date or something? No, I just forgave myself <laughs> and just picked up, you know, one of them ended in December yeah. and then the next they started in February. So it's like, whatever. Yeah. At any point in time, all these tools, they're not meant to defeat us. They're meant to help us. So definitely. We should just I I faked the date before. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. That's how bad it was. I'm I'm I've actually now <laughs> that we're you, talking about like, what I've, do you mean? I've gotten a lot better now. Like I'm just like Is that like me mean, post dating them or like oh, no, no, dating them? I actually wanna uh oh no, I wasn't talking about relationships. I do want to talk oh. about that though in a second. But I was talking about with the journal, meaning like That's I what feel I meant, like like the date. Like oh, okay. The wrong date on hat. Like, what do you mean? Um, on a journal, meaning like I used to be when I first started out in entrepreneurship when I was twenty, uh-huh. so eight years ago. I was very um, like I, I just if if I couldn't stick to an exact plan, yeah. it would just really piss me off and throw yeah. me off the tracks. So there was times where I had this journal called the Five Minute Journal, and it was like you journal three things you're grateful for every morning. Yeah. Little quotes and stuff and if i missed a day so that i wouldn't take a month off from doing it i would go back to that day write the date in from yesterday uh-huh. and then act as if like i would almost lie to myself honestly yeah. just so that i could not i think that's the go. same thing i would do i would it's go ahead and fill in funny, but. <laughs> yesterday in order yeah. just to not miss a day but yeah yeah because yeah. and then to have like a blank i don't know you can fill in the day did you so. start at 20 what was your entrepreneur that that was when I dropped I Launch. dropped out of school. So I um I was going to USC South Carolina, and then I um uh, basically realized that I did not want anything to do with what a diploma or degree whatever would get mm-hmm. me. So then I um, met some mentors, and I said I want to do public speaking. They said the root word of authority is author. Mm-hmm. You're a 20 year old dropout with 80 grand in debt. So yeah. if you want to be taken seriously, you start speak, talking about something. <laughs> yeah, like you, sh- you should write a book because yeah. then you'll be viewed as an expert on said topic. Yeah. So that's what I did, and Great. then it worked. Amazing. Um, but then what took off quicker than my public speaking was helping others with their books. Absolutely. So that that's how that happened. That's very cool. Um, I also <laughs> dropped out of college. You did? Yeah. Oh, after that one had, year. No, before. So the first time when oh, I dropped and then you out. Went back. Yeah. Yeah. So I I had started a an Amway business and was sure that I was going to be. Amway. What does that mean? Well, it's like a I feel it's like multi level a... marketing and it's oh, basically I was thinking you train get a... tracks or something. Amway. Amway. I think that's Amtrak. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, they have the a pledge of allegiance. <laughs> yes. We also sing the Star Spangled Banner. Yeah. God. No. Oh, it was. Funny. It they have a bunch of exclusive products, or whatever, and you can sign up other people to be in business for themselves, or you can sell okay. to customers. There's like some whole tiered structure on how you can make money and get a kickback from the company based on sales yeah. that goes to your business. Blah blah blah. Um, I had moved into, I had started working in sales. I bought a house at 20. Like I was like, I'm, you know, I don't want to climb a corporate ladder. I was in school for business, international business and French. I wanted to double major and and just travel the world Um, or be a CIA agent or something, you know, like multilingual. Travel. Yeah, exactly. I always wanted to travel and speak multiple languages. So I thought international business would be the way to do that. But then I quickly realized that, um, because as soon as you start reading those books and getting mentors around you and, and kind of somebody's speeding your dream and and, you, yeah. and then you realize if I want to do things the way I want to do them, I have to do them myself. 100%. So let me figure that out. And and yeah, it wasn't long after that. I was like, I'm going to go make myself a successful musician and, yeah. and have a music business, not just be an artist, but actually, you know, be able to travel the world and, and work on many different levels, whether as a performer or a songwriter or producer or an actor, be able to get into some of the other things that I want to do again, you know, based on, based on being successful in any one area. So. Got it. Okay. So yeah, I'm with you on that. So I want to talk about two more topics. Okay. Relationships. You don't even have notes. And travel. No. Are you going through like the same rigmarole that you always go through no. you have, like this list of it. Okay. this is no this is off the cuff off the you know cuff. what's crazy so i've done about 1600 interviews the uh-huh. first thousand i asked these same eight questions to every person uh-huh. they were very short like 20 minute ones i uh-huh. think i was telling you this yeah. kind of early 
And I woke up one morning and it was like the one thing I love the most, I despise the most because it was so robotic. Ooh, I was like, I yeah. freaking hate the yeah. podcast now. And now the last 600 or so episodes have been no prep, really. Yeah. Very little. Like I know a little about well, you're you. you're natural. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it was. And I was yeah. like, there's none of me coming into yeah. it either, which yeah. again, it's more about you, but I'm just saying like, I want to be in there a little bit. Um, so the yeah, only no. other podcast I ever did was called Off the Cuff. Really? Thank you. Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sparkle. So, <laughs> no. yeah. Okay. So relationships and what else? And travel. travel um, just because I I love travel. So yeah. let's start because um, the relationships will be a little deeper, and then travel will be a good way to end. Yeah. Cool. So relationships because I'm I'm curious going back to the extremist thing. So that's yeah. why I ask you. Um, for me in relationships, every time I've been in a relationship, my work like goes down and I've yet to master that. And I think it has to do with my extremist problem where it's like me and the girl get lost kind of in each other. Mm -hmm. And then I, so it's like the first six months are amazing. Mm -hmm. Then me and her get lost in each other. Mm -hmm. And then I notice that my work ethic starts to go down a little bit. And yeah. then I start to resent her. She starts to resent yeah, me because I'm resenting her or something yeah. because I'm not working as much yeah. as I want. Who knows? A lot of crazy shit. So my question to you is, yeah. is like, is that, do you, have you experienced that before? Have you had your work levels go up from a relationship? Yes. A lot of questions there. But. Yes. So generally speaking, my relationships have, distracted me from my work yeah mostly Good. i love affection i love attention i i don't need attention from a lot of people but i love to have the attention and affection of one person that mm -hmm. i care about and vice versa i mean it's this it's, it's like the, the whole reason the yeah that people <laughs> get married like yeah. they're like oh I, we just love each other so much and it's great let's just love each other forever yeah <laughs> yeah so having always you know loved that i i think i i and pretty quickly get into just commitments and then just kind of go with the flow on that and unfortunately yeah. i had not taken the time to really discipline myself mm -hmm. to this is so embarrassing almost just like <laughs> almost just to like better screen the guys that I'm like entertaining, if you will. I see. Kind of like ending up with people by default. Or not by default. That sounds bad too, but like <laughs> just kind of more just like go like going with the wind and not being intentional. Yeah. Being swept away by some fleeting feeling of attraction or some conversation that was awesome or you know some experience that was just a change i had kind of like a, a crappy track record of relationships generally speaking but now i have only great hopes for them because since the last relationship that i had yeah. with um with a really great guy that was not meant to be but but the first, it was the first time that somebody challenged me to do better, that mm. challenged me to eat healthy, challenged me to like get up and go running and, and do things for myself and take time to go work on music. And, and that was like a really nice for sure kick in the ass, really, because n nobody ever did that before. And then it made me feel like proud to come back to my partner and say like oh yeah i did all these things that made me so happy today and then we had a really nice time together yeah. afterwards so so after that relationship ended i decided that i'm not going to entertain any other ideas of relationships unless it's somebody that just absolutely blows my mind and For sure and it's not because of what i need that person to be but it's mostly because of who i want to become in the Definitely. in the interim of meeting the person that is going to get that understand that so it's cool to meet anybody anywhere along the journey and maybe grow together but at this point i know what i need to be successful and to be fulfilled and what i'm looking for in a relationship is is not attention and affection anymore yeah it's like inspiration and like a partner that's yeah like somebody who's with. also doing really cool fun things hopefully we share a lot of those things in common you know that i could just talk to about 
things that matter to me and and yeah i mean maybe i don't even really need to be in a relationship oh i don't think actually <laughs> i mean yeah need i don't think yeah is, uh, no. i mean there are certainly there's benefits yeah certainly <laughs> yeah, yeah there's some great benefits. feels good yeah <laughs> definitely yeah. like having relationships um, for sure but it's not it's not high on my priority list right now and if yeah. i were to at some point in the near future you know i don't know i can't even really like articulate it because i'm just well, don't, i just don't see it happening no for sure yeah i mean you're <laughs> about like, the and it's like not tra- right now yeah no, no for sure but i think um it would be nice though like to you know to have somebody who's like i see what you're doing like just keep yeah. rocking it like i just wanna i don't know i guess there's people that would love to just be oh, there no, when you're done working and just like hang out or whatever yeah. but like I said, unless it's something that's just going to blow my mind. And I'm sure there are people out there like that. I don't want to waste any more time. Absolutely. Yeah, no, I think um, I, I can relate to it. So I think it's cool because that's what somebody was, uh, I forget with my last girlfriend, somebody said to me, like, you need more like an entrepreneurial girl and not yeah. like one that's more like kind of waiting for you to get home or something like that for some reason that's been in my past a lot yeah and and it's that's i think where the resentment so either way you know but that's where you can learn from the past Mm -hmm. absolutely i've learned so much um so it's like now you kind of know what you're looking for exactly or yeah exactly you kind of know what to avoid yeah avoid this is all about avoidance (laughs) so travel yeah i know you don't do favorites but What's one of your favorite places to travel to? <laughs> one of my favorite places that I visited was Prague. Okay, I've been I went there. To Prague in Sweet. April. Isn't it gorgeous? Yeah. What did you like about it? The Besides buildings, everything. the statues. It's yeah. just so The main beautiful. statue with the guy on the horse. And that's yeah. what I always picture. That's the yeah. main stripper. I had this I had this really uh sweet tour guide who just like showed me all around town for like a day and a half and yeah. a nice restaurant but i just remember walking across the bridge and there's so many statues and they're hundreds of years old and i'm just looking at the intricate details of these gorgeous you know sculptures i'm like wow i don't know yeah. it just was mesmerizing um i also really like budapest yep but that's the, the place with the baths that is that the place with the baths i think they have like the big, um, the warm baths or whatever, and people are naked and stuff. Did you not go? Baths. Oh, I said the baths, like the giant oh, no, fish, ba- like a big bath. No, oh, uh, I'm sure they have some. I think like that's that. a big bath. Either way, yeah. Maybe I, you didn't go to that. I didn't get the memo when I was there <laughs> on that. Yeah, but I yeah. loved the castles and I loved the just gorgeous architecture. But it was funny because because like the difference between for instance like vienna and prague and budapest is that budapest it looks like everything's covered in soot like yeah. everything's like black and needs to be power washed so yeah. it's kind of dark and grimy yeah. and grungy but it's cool well it's got that gargoyle like that, type of uh, yeah and it's just that like eastern european kind of like yeah. i don't know it's got its own its own vibes but i have a couple friends there and uh i'm actually thinking about moving to budapest uh, this summer. oh budapest yeah okay yeah i i actually lived in vienna for six months oh yeah vienna was beautiful so it was um, the most beautiful city i had seen until sure. i saw budapest and then i saw Prague. I was yeah. like, all right new fav- favorites are changing yeah, yeah. favorites change yeah. all the time over there. really loved amsterdam as well so the only thing i think you're gonna struggle is the cold maybe unless you like the cold yeah like. so i think i would just go for the summer oh okay half and yeah, half like come back in september october that so makes sense some seeds and yeah you know, no, that makes sense. That's yeah. the only way I could do it. I could not do like extended periods. Yeah. Not anymore. It yeah. Was... My goal would just be to make the most of it uh, business wise and, and, and as far as creating opportunities and experiences that are going to be meaningful and fulfilling to me, because ultimately it's not what comes out of it so much as like what I'm actually doing during that time. For sure. That is what I want to be doing, traveling yeah. and, and doing what I want to yeah traveling inspires it seems too. like a yeah it's really it really does to me. yeah yeah no it's matter how nice something is if you stare at it all the time <laughs> it gets right. a little bit old, yeah. you know what i mean like Seriously. you gotta get a little change up so i still feel like miami is the longer i'm here the more i'm just have trouble thinking like a better place to live i just oh no way this is the home base i love it home base for sure right? i think so forever. like I'd send <laughs> I love me it. anywhere but i yeah. just kind of want to be able to come back to miami 100 yeah 
Although I haven't been to like Ibiza or Italy. Yet. I haven't <laughs> been to Greece yet. You know, there might be oh, some other. Italy, go to Lake yeah. Como. Yeah. That's cool stuff. Yeah. Woo, that's fun. So when I'm when I go to Budapest, obviously it's much less expensive to travel around Europe from within Europe. So yeah, that will definitely. be part of the goal is like, let's see where we can go. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. So look, the floor's yours now. Okay. Tell the people where can they find you? Where can they connect with you if sure. they want? I, you have one of your songs, or I'll yeah, let you, I'll let you download. Yeah. whatever you want to share. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you can find uh, you can find me online at Ash Music. It's A Z S H, and that's just because the, the unique spelling makes it easy to find. As far I like as I know, it. the only one A Z S H. <laughs> it's just pronounced ash it's nothing too complicated so, yeah. so you can find it um ash music across all platforms instagram twitter okay. facebook youtube tumblr all that stuff um ashmusic.com is my website and mm-hmm. there are there's a, a mailing list sign up on there to get some free downloads on soundcloud i have a few songs and i will be putting more from the back catalog oh really soon. yes all right <laughs> uh, definitely find me on spotify uh azsh and uh you know follow there and yeah perfect yeah. Th- thanks for coming on the of show course. thanks for having me so nice thank you the authors unite show is sponsored by authorsunite.com your one-stop shop for becoming a profitable author and maximizing your impact <laughs>